Hello, I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Katie Sewell. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. On Monday, we spoke with Princess Rita at the Villa Aurora in Rome. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, please start there. Episode number 439. The Villa Aurora is an extraordinary place. It is the only building in the world with a Caravaggio painted into the ceiling. The painting Jupiter, Neptune, and Pluto. But that's just one of many masterworks that are painted into ceilings and walls in this former hunting lodge. Unlike other palaces and former residences around Rome, the Villa Aurora has never been regularly open to the public, though Princess Rita has organized and guided some tours over the last decade or more. The villa is six floors, but much of that is a private residence. But after our interview, which you heard on Monday, Princess Rita did show Tiffany and I around several rooms. And if you can, I encourage you to look up the paintings that she references, especially the painting the Villa Aurora is named for. So today, I invite you to come along for part of the tour that we took with her, and you can count yourself among the very lucky people who have walked these halls over the centuries. Enjoy. I treasure that, really. Yeah, that's lovely. I'll show you something. Now, these are from the Gardens of Solace. This is 2,000 years old. This is Mitra, the Mithraic religion of, uh, that all the Roman soldiers worshipped as they were conquering the world. And over here you see Bacchus. And that's 2,000 years old, too. It's from the Gardens of Solace. Wow. And over here is Eros or Cupid. And then here you see... Um, Athena the warrior woman. Annie uh, Leibowitz was here and she was mesmerized by this. And then the next year, Peter Beard came here and he was mesmerized by the same thing. And I thought, they should go to Harvard and take the Myers-Briggs test because I bet something, the part of their brain is the same, you know, because they're both uh, artists and photographers. And we still have 28 statues in the Gardens of Solace in the garden. Remember I was telling you about the headless woman? There she is. Uh, the one that they called about. But all these things you see, like the woman, that's 2 AD. This is from ancient Greek times over here. It's a tombstone, and it says, Theodore, a wonderful young man who died at the age of 17, fighting for his country. It's in Greek. And the original aqueduct of Rome, one of them, is beneath the property. And you'll see um, out there, there's a, a concrete cover, which I put over it because I was afraid the grandchildren, when they were younger, were going to you know, fall in it. And so I covered it. But what, if you lift it up, you can hear the water rushing still. And if you drop a, a coin or a pebble in it, it takes ever so long until it hits the water. <laughs> so it's amazing. Um, what is, I, we, when we were driving up, this sort of strange wall that's not flat, it's very... Well, you, know, you see the same thing on the Janicolo. Is, is it Tufa? It's Tufa. So it's an ancient wall? Uh, no. They put this wall up when they had to sell off a lot of their properties when the banking scandal happened at the beginning of, this, of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the families lost their money. And so, like, none of those buildings were back there. It was all Ludovisi Gardens, all the way over to Via Pinciana. The wall went all the way back. They did that. They had to as a retaining wall to keep the property from falling apart. Right. Because everything else turned into Via Veneto. Yeah, yeah. Got some nice cafes, but everything else got... (laughs) 
Well, you know, they, they protected Borghese Garden because the Borghese stayed close to the church. Mm. And you're either a black prince or a white prince. If you're a black prince, you're of the church. And if you're a white prince, you're of the Holy Roman Empire or whatever. And so they were both black and white. And so some of them uh, remained black princes, and some of them became white princes. This, uh, some people from the Louvre were here. They said there's another one at the Louvre uh, of this statue. This is the successor to Hadrian, and then he was poisoned eventually, but nonetheless. And they said, we have one, but yours is in much better shape. <laughs> so all of these are from the Gardens of Solace. All these... Uh, I was going to ask you about the, the ones that are outdoors. Do you worry about them being destroyed by the elements? I kind of do, but then um, when they returned the woman, I said, well, should we bring her inside? after they restored her. And they said, no, we're, we're learning that the ailments don't hurt as much as we thought they did, or, or don't even hurt at all, which is, I haven't read that, but that's what I was told. But maybe that's why they told me that, I don't really know. And here, this is Gorchino's masterpiece, Aurora. This is the mythical goddess Aurora. And Titonus, the prince of Troy, her lover. And she's ushering in the dawn, you see. And then, you see where it's split there? When people saw this, they were saying, we can't come in there. You need to paint over this. This is too scary. <laughs> they felt like the sky was falling in on them. And Guercino only had one eye, so how did he paint this with such depth perception? It's amazing. It's, it's, I remember reading there was some perspective trick here. Because yeah. like for, from, well, if you stand here, this pilaster is curved. Right, it's totally curved in the pillar. And then follow me and keep your eye on the pillar. And you'll see it goes very straight. Wow. Actually goes in the opposite direction. If you keep walking, it'll go in the opposite direction. You see? So it's, it's very interesting how oh. they did it all. And then um, here you'll come in here in the ingresso, which means the entrance. These stones were imported from Egypt, and they were in the Gardens of Solace, which now we know housed Julius Caesar's home, uh, one of them. And uh, the periphery and the other stones uh, were used exclusively by the imperial houses of Rome. Mm. And we had an interior decorator early, early on here when we moved in, and he said, oh, this has to go, you know? And I said, no, you have to go. This is, <laughs> this is 2,000 years old. You're not touching it. And there's a Michelangelo in the garden. Now, um, Corey Brennan, one of his PhD candidates, has proven that is actually a, a Michelangelo in the garden. It's the Seder. And then we'll go over and see the Caravaggio. Okay. And here, this is from 2 AD. Caesar Augustus from 2 AD. Now, how much time do you actually spend in these rooms when nobody else is here? Not much time. <laughs> I do in the, the landscape room downstairs, but I, I don't come in here and wander about. I wonder, mm -hmm. do, you, do you ever get a sleeping bag and just sleep underneath the Caravaggio and just I look up at it? No. <laughs> but I do my yoga there sometimes. Do you? <laughs> this room's also interesting because obviously it was very beautifully painted at one time, and it, it's sort of beautifully dilapidated yeah, now. Yeah. Well, I just hope that they keep some of the dilapidation, you know, because you, you don't want it to look pristine. Mm -hmm. There's a 500-year-old house. The ceiling is gorgeous. It's uh, Venetian. Since you, you reopened the house, when it's kind of fading like this, is this just water damage, or do you have no, any sense of what causes damage. that? I've heard that we could restore this very easily. That's mm -hmm. what I've been told. It's not as bad as you think, so it's... Um, I mean, I love how it looks. It's just interesting. Yeah, I've always wondered how it fades. Like yeah. That. No, I think it's just, well, what they, when I came here, they had covered it with a green material like that. You see the cornice there? Uh -huh. And it was covered all with that. And I don't know if they glued it on or whatever, so I pulled it off uh -huh. all the way over. And yeah. I said, why would they cover this up with that cloth? Every generation has done horrible things to yeah. them. 
you know, just painted over it, closed. There, I mean, there are many, many fireplaces, and they, like here, and there's one in our room, and then the room we were in, the landscape room, was called the, the chimney room. There were so many fireplaces, and then they just, you know, every generation does strange things. Well, you were in real estate, you know, in the 80s, you painted all the dark wood in the United States, painted it white or blue. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Now I'll take you in, and now you're going to see the only ceiling painting ever done by Caravaggio. Oil and plaster painting. And uh, the moment has arrived. <laughs> and the people from the University of Bologna think that Caravaggio painted the whole room. So, oh, really? Yeah. So we don't know that for sure, but they took some paint off and, and oh. uh, yeah. So they're shocked, Katie, how small it is? It is yeah. so small. It's a bigger room. I know, but isn't it beautiful? Oh, Look at Jupiter. Look at his eye. You see how he looks really intent. He's looking over at Neptune and uh, Pluto, and and uh, and then he and then you see. Look at his finger. The first is by Aquarius, and then Pisces, the Ram, the Bull, and Cancer. Mm. Astro astrology here, and then you see the Earth probably is in the center, and he's pushing it. And he's saying Copernicus is right. Mm. The Earth is not the center of our solar system. And then you see uh, Galileo Galilei's um, influence. You see a planet there and a moon, and a moon. And this is Caravaggio's face and body on each one. And there is Neptune coming up. Do you see his right knee and his left leg? He's riding the seahorse. And oh. he gave the horse fins. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And then, look, he looks very annoyed, his face. So let me turn the light off. Maybe you can see it better. Yeah. Okay. And look at his face. He looks so annoyed yeah. at uh, Pluto coming up from, you know, Hades with the dogs of Cerebus. And uh, that's his little doggy. He used to follow him around Rome. <laughs> How interesting. Yeah, isn't it? I've seen, of course, seen photographs of it online. And right. it always just sort of feels yeah. whitewashed almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't yeah. see the, um, the see fins the of the horse or, I mean, you can kind of make it out, but. It's not, it, the photographs don't do it justice. No, no, they don't. And also, um, I asked someone about it, one of the art experts. I said, sometimes at night, the white, like in this linen behind Jupiter. And also, these are the elements that Cardinal Francesco de Monte used in his alchemy work. He was an alchemist. And uh, you see air, water, and fire. And these are all the elements he used in doing his alchemy work. He thought he could turn iron into gold, so I'm still searching for it. You know? mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. Isn't that amazing? I'm so glad you came and yeah. you take your time walking around the garden. Yes, thank you so much for having us. Thank you really much. Lovely to visit. Yeah, I'd love to see you. have to come back. Yes. Particularly before I leave. If I do leave, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? That's Princess Rita guiding us through the Villa Aurora in Rome in the spring of 2022. If you've never told a friend of yours about this show, I encourage you to do it right now. Pull out your phone. You can pull it out even while I'm still talking. I won't be offended. And send them a quick text message. You can write a simple recommendation. Something like, I know you like podcasts. I think you'd really like The Bittersweet Life. You should subscribe. I'd love to talk with you more about it. Or I really loved episode number whatever episode you really loved. Listener support of this show is what makes it possible. It's what makes visiting the Villa Aurora and working so hard to even set up an interview like that possible. Find all the ways to support the show at thebittersweetlife.net or click the links in the show notes to throw a few coins in the tip jar. And until next time, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell.